both unions and administrations have, or at least should have, the same goals for academic opportunities and accomplishments, robust research and pedagogy, and healthy, successful students. Why shouldn't these entities work together? To deprive us of the right to collectively bargain means to knowingly repress our ability to stand up for ourselves. I want the NLRB and our administrations to ask themselves, who or what do graduate worker unions actually endanger? Hint, it's not the students. Who is protected by refusing graduate workers the right to organize? Hint, it's not the students. On December 16th, the NLRB will be closing a comment period on a proposed rule change, which would say that graduate student workers could no longer be classified as employees. This proposed rule change would have widespread negative effects on grad student unionization efforts at private universities across the country. On November 14th, graduate students across Chicago from Loyola, University of Chicago, and Northwestern along with graduate student workers across the country, marched to protest the probable overturning of this rule. In Chicago, these schools pulled together just under 100 graduate student workers to protest program in the philosophy department. My name is Linus Mitchell. I'm a fourth year PhD student in social psychology. And I'm Nathan Elstrand, also fourth year a PhD candidate in history. I guess to start, uh, kind of give us an idea of whatever some movements, what the energy feel like on Loyola's campus. So just a bit of a background, we, we formed our union um, in February of 2017, so we've been doing this fight for quite a while now. Um, and actually last year, um, there was a huge turnout for a um, one-day picket. And then also several of us took a rest at the downtown um, Water Tower campus um, in protest of them obviously not recognizing us as workers. So we also recently just delivered a petition with over 400 signatures to the Dean of the School of Arts and Sciences um, asking the administration to bargain with their graduate students and treat us as workers prior to the deadline of November, November 22nd, although that deadline has been moved back now. Um, so yeah, the energy's high on campus. We're really, we're positive. We're excited about the way that things are going. And in spite of the fact that this rule change is coming, we think that we can make a serious difference, not only here, but also on our own campus and try and get our own administration to sort of um, eventually work with us as workers. So. And I guess, could you guys speak to, you know, some of maybe what's been your struggle not being able to recognize workers on campus? 
I think a big thing for me is just in terms of our stipends, our salaries being so low, right? 18,000 is our, our base pay. And stipends did go up in large part because of uh, union organizing, right, in 2017. But it needs to be so much higher, right? A living wage, the conservative end in the city of Chicago is 28,000. That's the low end of that. And it's, it's also, it's, it's not only a matter of resources for graduate students. It's also a matter of resources that allow us to be better teachers at our university. Because if we have the resources that allow us to not have to take outside work, that means we get to dedicate more time to our students. It means that we get to dedicate more time to research, which is going to benefit the university overall. So. We see it as a mutually beneficial relationship if we can get to the bargaining table. Uh, my name's Avi. I'm from uh, Northwestern English, PhD. Um, unionizing on campus is strong. People are really energized. The university has been trying to pass a bunch of things that would really hurt not just the graduate student workers, but also, like they were saying, faculty, adjuncts, and students themselves. Uh, the union has already um, gotten us uh, fifth-year summer funding. We've uh, demonstrated against the proposed uh, um, increase in mental health co-pays, which increased threefold. Um, so we got that back to what it normally is. Um, we won uh, the fight to get international student fees um, re um, removed. So yeah, we've been already making moves. Uh, to see a moment like this where you have universities across the Chicago coming together, you know, these movements have been fairly independent. What do you think that means for like university graduate workers and then all of them? It's necessary. That's how that's how organization happens. You know, none of us live in a vacuum, none of us like work in a vacuum. And what happens to one of us affects every single other one of us, not just as the same kind of workers, but also as people in the same kind of communities that are trying to forward education in this country. Hi, my name is uh, Benjamin Zucker. Um, I'm a third year student in music composition at the Bean and School of Music at Northwestern University. Yeah, and I'm Josh Kissel. I'm a sixth year in philosophy, also at Northwestern. Yeah. Oh, it's also like I'm the membership coordinator for an NUGW. What does it mean, you think, to Northwestern's grad student unionization efforts and broadly across the city and across the nation to see um, an event like this where you know you have all these separate movements from institutions across the city coming together? <laughs> Well, there's a reason we saw we sang the song "Solidarity Forever." The fact of the matter is, is that well, the gains that we make in, in make in one in one area benefit benefit to those the other. No, just the same way, this this movement cannot be stopped in one in any one area. So the whole the whole point is that we are not just people from Northwestern or people from Chicago. That we are all graduate workers. We are all doing the same all doing the same work, and we deserve to be treated fairly the same way. Not well the same way no matter no matter what institution you know all having all these different universities here shows us a kernel of, of both what what can happen and also you know I mean what we need to happen you know the more more universities that are unionized and the more really the work life whether you're working at a university whether you clean the streets driving the buses the stronger this union movement becomes the more power we're going to have to actually improve conditions for those of us aren't you know rich and powerful already I miss the like, What does it mean, you think, to get to United, to the movements at you know, institutions across the city, to see everybody come together you know, for this protest? Well, it's critical. I mean, it, it, I think it's, it's the answer to the fact that this effort to take away our rights, it goes across the country, right? I mean, these people are coming together to recognize we're all in this fight together.
grad student unions here with UChicago's union? It's really nice. Yeah, you don't always have connections to other other uh, schools in, in Chicago. I think it's really great to be able to see Northwestern Loyola out here um, and to sort of see what their movements are looking like on their campus because they're fighting for the same things that we are um, in you know various degrees, right? The, the arguments might change, but um, at the base of it, um, we're all workers in the same sort of boat. Um, and and in the same city, uh, sometimes having drastically different experiences. Um, so it's really great to see them all here in support um, and trying to trying to show everybody that we're united in this. So while you were speaking, you spoke a little bit about your um, struggles with the university. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Kind of yeah, that's what a major issue for me um, is, and for other people in my department, is whether they're paying us on time. Um, Deermeyer, I believe, sent out an email last spring that said, it's come to my attention that there's been some instances of late pay. This is unacceptable. And I was like, okay, then why is it still happening? Um, and so I sort of sent an email back to say, hey, we got an email that this was unacceptable. What's the recourse for it, right? Who's going to be held responsible? Because in any other job, if your payroll doesn't pay you on time or in the correct amounts, that's unacceptable, right? Uh, so we should have some sort of recourse for that. And obviously, the administration is in is in fighting for it appropriately. They're saying it's unacceptable that they're not doing anything about it. Um, so, so the union's really the only thing that would be able to fight for that. For Carl, how does that feel when the university isn't, um, is acting responsibly with the bad workers? How does that feel to yeah. them? Yeah, I've I think I mentioned you know feeling condescended to a lot in emails like that, and that's one of my major issues. Is you know I'm, I'm a freaking adult, right? Uh, and it's and I've had a, regu a regular job, you know, in the past, um, sort of a nine to five. This is not, you know, a typical nine to five, but it's still work that I do. And I took a pay cut to come here because I thought it was an important thing for me to do, and I really valued the work I was going to be doing here. Um, so to then be condescended to, sort of, by an administration to say, well, you don't know what's best for you when you voted for a union. Um, those are things that, just, that are very frustrating to me, and that I really dislike on a personal on a personal level. Looking at, you know, so in the spring, you had a big culmination of momentum in the work stoppage, um, and then I think, like, some people didn't really expect, like, much to come out of it, just because of how stubborn uh, the admin has been. Mm -hmm. Like, carrying that momentum forward, like, you had the big work stoppage, like, what, what do you think was happening over the summer when people mm -hmm. are this, and how does it carry the momentum? Yeah. Well, one thing that happens sort of in our absence is things going on at the administrative level because obviously they recognize during the work stoppage uh, that they had to do something. So that there's been certain certain departments that received very quietly a, like a 10% raise. Uh, other other departments that have received things like an office for their course assistants when they previously don't. I still don't have an office, and I have to have my office hours in ex libris as a course assistant, which is very inconvenient. Um, so that's something I'd be fighting for. But all of those things we saw coming in, trickling in over the summer where the administration was changing stuff, um, but not relating it directly to our work stoppage. To me, it's very clearly related to our work stoppage. And so what we can do moving forward, um, you know, regardless of what happens with the NLRB, is be fighting for those issues where we've seen they can make concessions, they can do things to us, even if they continue to refuse um, to, to recognize it officially. Um, and so fighting for those sort of issue-based things in the next few months, I think, is where, where we're going to want to be putting a lot of our energy. And one of the admin changes you saw come through was a complete restructure yeah. of the graduate student funding. Um, some would say probably exclusively to their legal. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. What, how was that for like graduate students across the campus? I mean, my understanding was absolutely no communication. Zero. Out of left field. Yeah, so, <laughs> so what was that like? Uh, what was that process like? Yeah, no, I think that you're absolutely right in identifying that this is in some way trying to take, first of all, bolster their legal standing by just changing terminology in a certain way. Um, but second of all, sort of take the wind out of the sails of the union and say, oh, we've given you this, so now if you complain, you look bad sort of thing. But frankly, you know, it's it's applied unevenly. It doesn't affect people in other divisions. The people in the fifth and sixth years, for example, or, or above, are really not in a good place at all because they still don't have the extra funding, but they actually have a year less to complete. So they're going to be being forced out in this year or next year, um, possibly while unprepared for the job market or for whatever else it might be. Um, so, so they're not looking in good shape. It's really, you know, not affecting them in a positive way. And it's not affecting, you know, the, the biological sciences division, the physical sciences division. Um, so again, sort of the uneven thing. If they listened to grad workers, we would have said, you know, it's all of us, right? All of us who deserve, um, you know, a better raise, a raise, whether, you know, some, some of it didn't have a raise, but all of us who deserve funding to be able to finish um, our programs and the support required to finish our programs. The other thing is, you know, if they had brought this out to the community, you know, they had a committee who did something, to have a committee and to not have any sort of community-based town halls is to not to have a de democratic decision being made, right? Uh, it's not a de democratic decision-making process. And so um, one of the other other things I think is really major is the fact that these changes are going to require, as the Maroon has reported, a huge shrinkage in our divisions and our departments. And um, I'm really concerned about the, the shrinkage in the humanities division, and I'm really concerned about the socioeconomic changes it's going to, it's going to cause because if you're you're incentivized to only let in sure bets to only let in people who have the masters who have come from a good private school or whatever maybe I wouldn't have been accepted right as somebody coming from a public school with a public school masters um, who knows and so I think that's really going to be changing our socioeconomic uh, makeup uh, of our campus it's going to be changing you know it to make it so that people who can afford to have uh, masters maybe fewer international students more people who are sure bets in terms of their projects which is really going to be disrupting academic innovation in a negative way. Um, I'm really worried about that and I think that if they had had an appropriate decision-making process that was democratic and brought in the the union um, and the students you know more generally um, and uh, had brought in actually talked to the faculty you know um, I think that they would have come to different conclusions but it's very clear that this is a top-down um, effort coming from administrators. I think people are unhappy with the way that it was released, particularly faculty who, I mean, that's just sort of a slap in the face in my opinion, um, who weren't informed of these changes. Chairs and directors of graduate studies at the very least would have been informed before the media um, to be sort of respectful of them and their role on this campus. We're going to go over there and pick it in a minute. Um, but the, the, it's an important point because we're demanding that the National Labor Relations Board recognize our rights to form unions. Um, they're considering changing that rule and, and taking away what currently we, the rights that we do have. But like, we should be clear that we don't have any rights simply because those rights are granted to us by people in high places, be that government office or bosses um, or, or the people who command the commanding heights of, of, of our capitalist society. They have never given us rights simply because. They haven't given us rights because those are written in pieces of paper. Uh, they haven't given us rights because they feel like it. 
There's an old friend of Douglas quote, which is, a power conceives nothing without a demand. Never has, never will. And that is true. They give us our rights because they're in, because we demand them implacably, and we continue to fight for them, and we make it impossible for them not to recognize our rights. Ultimately, our rights are a wound to our struggle. All right, let's take it away. Oh, you got your lyrics out? Yeah. Solidarity forever.